There's a hair on my microphone. That's I'm probably my dog hair. So, like. starting to show off really professional. Well, well, oh. Welcome to a Dear Maddie show, everybody. As you can tell, I'm on my game tonight. Uh, this is Matt Marr. This is special. This is a late late night, Dear Maddie, with Lucretia Lyon. That just sounded so sexy. Did it now, everybody? <laughs> I'm with Lucretia Lyon, fellow fellow host, fellow fellow afterbuzzer, because we're both we do stuff on the Afterbuzz Network, and fellow Southerner. Mm-hmm. Are you? Although you're really, Oklahoma's kind of not Southern. Well, Texas is sort of its own thing. I am from East Texas, uh, very close to where Matthew McConaughey's from, actually. Oh, but where? I'm from. He is from Longview, and I'm from Tyler, which is basically the east oh. version of Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, Tyler is the white-collar side. Longview is the blue-collar. Oh, yeah. I've been to Tyler. Yeah. Yellow Rose of Texas. It's, um, it's, wait, I think, yes, I've been to... Is Tyler where they have that restaurant called Stamps? No, oh, Stamps is in actually in Jacksonville, which okay, is... Okay, so uh, my friend's yeah. from Jacksonville, yeah. and she got married. Oh, God, they, I, how do I know these? And they had their... they. My friend Sarah and she got married um, it, at the at the. It was beautiful. They yeah, took this Stamps post is office. a beautiful restaurant, like in yeah. Jacksonville of all places, which is one. But Patrick Dempsey lived in Jacksonville when Grey's Anatomy was filming because they have a beautiful lake. It is a beautiful yeah. lake. It's East Texas is East yeah. Oklahoma. It's hill country. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. But yeah, just so you know, everybody, it's called Stamps because it used to be an old post office, and they. They turned like they have the safe and everything, and they turned it into a restaurant. So I said this is a late night episode because I mean it is almost, it's almost eleven thirty p.m. and we are start we are starting a dear Maddie podcast. <laughs> I just want you to, just somebody tell me I'm not working for it. Mm-hmm. So, Everybody's working, working for the weekend. So tell everybody <laughs> why um, we went to a screening you and because we were going to do a podcast tomorrow, <laughs> and I was like, hey, I can do tomorrow still, but uh, Tuesday just cleared up, and you're like, well. I'm going to this thing. You should go with me. And I said, well, yes. So tell everybody what we went to. Well, um, I had a screener for The Darkest Hour, which is the new Gary Oldman film where he plays Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. It's directed by Joe Wright, and both of them were going to be there doing a Q&A after. So, of course, who's not going to go to that? Gary Oldman's yeah. the greatest actor of all time. His performance in Hannibal, while not the best film, is uh, honestly one of the reasons I'm here. I mean, I just am in awe of him every day, the magic mm-hmm. that he puts on screen. And it was so cool to be able to do that with you. It was really I was like, cool. Yeah, I've got a plus one. Why don't we do that? Gary, he's so... Yeah. He's so he was he, he was great. The film, the film. I think I give the film a good B, but I give his I give his acting performances and the performances in the movie a, a strong A. Yeah, and and I would probably agree with that because as I say, this is not typically a film I would see. Mostly, I see films starring Danny McBride that are really funny or superheroes. Mm-hmm. Those are the films I see. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm just such a fan of Gary Oldman and Winston Churchill, so I'm like. I've got to see this. You've got to yeah. see this. So now, so the way that Lucretia and I know each other, we know each other from After Buzz. That's how we met. I think we were doing, was it Preacher? I was yes. doing Preacher after <laughs> show. And yeah, and you filled in on. Um, and your nerddom, it, knowledge is extensive. Oh, much, yeah. much more than mine. Much more than mine. Um, you could school me on Wonder Woman, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, but yeah. you could school me on everything else. <laughs> so, um Okay, so tell me a little bit because I don't know. Um, you know, you're one of those people that I love having on my show because I know I know the things about you I'm supposed to know, like in working in this business, but I don't know like the things about you that brought you here or like kind of what motivates you. So 
What? So you're growing up in Tyler, mm-hmm. Texas, and how you've lived in Los Angeles now for how long? Four years. And yeah. You moved yeah. from Texas. Yes, I moved from Dallas. I had lived in okay. Dallas about four years um, before moving here. So where as in I Dallas? Say, I lived in Uptown, which is a nice little bar district just outside of downtown. It was shitty when I was there. Yeah. It, shitty 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And I remember when I first moved down there, I was like, oh, I'm living off McKinney Avenue. And my grandpa's like, that's ghetto. I'm like, not anymore. Like, yeah. in the last 10 years, that it's come up. And it, it is still a great area. As I say, I actually like going back. I don't hate where I'm from, and, and you know my brother lives in Dallas. My mom still lives in no, Tyler. I like but Dallas. I love it. Yeah. My mom lives in Denton. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I went yes, to school there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, you? I don't know. Do you? You went to North Texas? Yes. Yeah. Wait, I think I remember we talked about that. We talked about this. Oh yeah. I know. That's the. The claw, the yeah. eagle claw. I totally forgot you went to North. Did you graduate there? Yes, actually. Um, I did my bachelor's in psychology there because it's funny. I actually went there to go to film school, but I took oh, my first. Talk cl- about this now. Yeah, I took my in. first film class and I hated it. And I'm like, I don't want to hate something I love. Mm-hmm. And it was a very like, as I say, I was so psyched to go to college, get out of Tyler, and do this. And it was, I. It wasn't UNT. I think it was like the class I was in mm-hmm. and just because and two it was that same thing we talked about earlier the friend who liked Smallville and what you know put me off the show for so long mm-hmm. she was the only person I knew that was going the same year I was and you know we we had a falling out before when she moved away and then you know we, we reconnected and again we had another falling out and so like between not enjoying the film class and not you know having this one person I knew I feel like I didn't get the good college experience. And mm. so I feel like that's why I really enjoyed psychology is because it was sort of an escape. Mm. And I, you know, minored in philosophy. But I went through a lot of different phases. I'm like, I went there to be a film, a music video director is what I wanted to oh, do. Oh, wow. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be a forensic psychiatrist. Oh, wow. What and- was like your favorite music video that got you? What's your favorite music video of all time? Okay. Like, God, there's so many because. Uh, by the way, I feel like this episode with Lucretia well, could be hashtag the wormhole episode because we could go down many. Oh yeah, and that's the thing is, um, music videos wise, I can just list some of the directors I really like. Okay, is, well hold on, let me ask yeah. this question. I want to get a specific question. Yeah. So like, what was the video? Because I remember being a little kid mm-hmm. and like watching o- the musical Oklahoma on the Disney Channel when I was five years old and going. That's what I want to do. So w- was there a music video that you watched that video and you were like, whoa, that's what I'm doing? Or was it more of like a gradual thing where it, there was more and more and you're like, oh, maybe I could do this. Yeah, I feel like the music video thing, much like with stand-up, is those things were always a very big part of my childhood. My dad mm-hmm. was a rock DJ and you know, my mom in the mornings would just put on VH1 and we'd watch music. So music videos were always a big part of my life and it was like telling a story of a song and I, mm-hmm. I really, you know, I love musicals too and I will say one of the first videos I just remember being enamored with mm-hmm. um, was the uh, Closer video, which is directed by Mark Romanek who most people would know who did One Hour Photo, one of the better Robin Williams performances even though there's so many mm. but yeah like um, so Mark Romanek's closer video Nine Shells is my favorite band so like he directed that one and then uh, Perfect Drug and then later the Johnny Cash Hurt video which mm. is interesting so a lot of those were very influential and I really like you like upper yeah. things really just yeah bouncy bright <laughs> 
just yeah. cheerful. No, well, the funny thing is, is now I do. But when I was growing up, that was the reason my nickname was Daria, is I was like. You're just I'm, the angstiest fuck oh, teenager. Oh, God. I was Kylo Ren on Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, yeah, I was an angsty little fucker. <laughs> oh, wait, am I, am I allowed to cuss on here? Oh, yeah, you can okay. say fucker. You're fine. Okay, You're fine. Good. You're in good company with Lucretia Lyon. All right, good, because there's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of that. So what moved you, motivated mm-hmm. you to move to California, to Los Angeles? Yeah, so like um, after getting a degree, it's funny, I went to, um, moved to Dallas to go to SMU Law School after mm-hmm. I graduated from UNT pretty early because as I said, I didn't really enjoy my experience, but it was nothing with the school because I really liked school mm-hmm. um, and it's great. And so I moved to Dallas and to go to law school, I worked at Equinox, uh, the oh, yeah. fitness club, yeah. and I met Brian Cuban, who was um, Mark Cuban's brother, who was a lawyer. Oh. And so, you know, in talking to him and there, he sort of talked to me out of law school because, you know, he's he like, hates yeah. It. yeah, well, and two, as he said, nobody is getting law jobs anymore and all this. And that's what, you know, and because as I say, I was a good arguer. I didn't do great on the LSAT because I didn't realize you had to study for that because I've mm. never had to study. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, you know, maybe I don't need to be a lawyer. And I wound up going to graduate school just because I didn't know what to do other than go to school. Okay. And um, so that's where I got a master's in sports psychology. But during oh, that I time. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, sports psychology. Because when I went from forensics to because um, I realized criminal psychology. Not that interesting. I can't really be Dr. Wong. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, um, so, yeah, that's the thing is I then went into sports and studied concussions in the NHL. <laughs> oh, wow. But, yeah, like, um, so that was a thing. And I just couldn't get a job uh, except for jobs that required headshots, which is funny to me. Mm. So, yeah, because my name is Lucretia Lyon, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously a very African-American name. Oh. I would go into job interviews when I'm trying to get a job while I was oh, in grad school and I all never, this. Okay, so yeah. just so you know. I was like, it's a long story. Y'all, Lucretia Lyon is very white, right? <laughs> yeah. At least this Lucretia Lyon is very white. I never thought about that, yeah. though. That's like, I mean, it does sound like, I mean, even, even on Empire, their last name is Lyon, Lyon. L-Y-O-N, because mm-hmm. it's a common, like, African-American name. That's, sorry. It's anyway, so funny. Go ahead. Go ahead yeah. Tell me about So, like, oh, yeah. what's it like? So, I would go into job interviews. And I would notice that there was one thing that I had that no one else in there did, and it was the color of my skin. I'm like, really? it was very obvious that they were calling you in to fill a quota that day for like any little job. I'll just say it's a certain baseball team. Um, wow. <laughs> but yeah, and it, it, it was it was very discouraging. And the funny thing is, is Adam Carolla, who's my hero, was saying the same thing on his podcast the other day is how... In North, he, when he was looking for a job in North Hollywood, he couldn't even be a firefighter because they were only looking for Hispanic people at the time. And I'm mm. like, so it's really interesting to see that we've had the same trajectory. So, like, I couldn't get a regular job, and I was trying to find things, like, um, to do, like, mm-hmm. side work. And one of the things I got into was promo modeling or brand ambassador work. It goes by many names. Mm-hmm. And that's where I met my boss, Denise, who I love. Um, her stage name is Anjanette, if you watch Full Moon in- Entertainment. Uh, that lovely woman mm. is one of the many reasons I'm here. Mm. And um, like, cause 
we found out we both love horror movies and things like that. She would go to Texas Frightmare Weekend too. She's like, "Yeah, I'm an actor." I'm like, "You you can be an actor in Dallas?" Like, and she's mm. like, "Yeah, like you want me to, you know, go up with some stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah, like cuz that job like, you know, it, what we call pretty girl work, where it's a job that requires headshots. That's the mm-hmm. only jobs I can get." And she's like, "Yeah, we can get you some stuff." And so I started doing some commercial work, but I even told her, I'm like, "I'm I'm not a dramatic actor by any means. I'm a comedian. You know, I'm funny. I'm like, I always wanted to do stand-up. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, Ashley does stand-up. I'm like, you do stand-up in Dallas? I thought Dallas I just... Dallas is a big stand-up scene. Yeah, and that's the thing is I just had no idea because no... My dad was in radio and a, a strip club DJ, but the thing is is those markets never really crossed over, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, and that's the thing. So I never knew how to get in touch with people. So and, I have to back yeah. up a little bit. So, like... Would your dad ever, like, take you to work or anything? Like, as a kid, were you, like, in a strict club, but as a little girl? Honestly. Or, like, or were they pretty good about that? Or, I mean, what's that like? Was it a big deal to you? Or is it that it's not like your dad was stripping or anything? He was just the DJ. Yeah, he was just announcing the hoes. <laughs> but was, did you ever think of it as a weird job? Or Yeah, like, I always, it's funny, like, this shows, like, me as a comedian early on, is I always thought it was funny that that's what my dad did. And, like, my brothers and I, we really wouldn't be in the strip club too much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, it was just funny. Because I remember always having to fill out forms with my friends, like, in school. And you're like, and it's like, where does your dad work? And I'm like, can I put Jaguars on here? I mean, like... <laughs> That is a famous strip club. It's a very famous strip club. But, yeah, that's why, you know, I couldn't wait to get out of Tyler, Texas, because it's the Bible Belt, and the kid who's the strip club DJ, they don't really like you. Wow. Yeah, but, yeah, that's sort of a thing. Funny, though, in the Bible Belt, your dad kept working. Exactly. As I say, there's way more strip clubs clubs in Tyler. Dallas has huge strip clubs. It's a big deal there. Yeah, what I always say is um, how to get to Dallas, Koreatown, is you got to pass all the strip clubs, and then it's the next thing. There you go. Wow. So so now you're out here, you're yeah. doing a lot of hosting. And so, I mean, w- tell everybody what you're doing now because you've got a lot of – you're kind of like me. We're all of us. We're all – we're all just giving hand jobs wherever we can give it, Lucretia, as I like to say. Uh, yeah, actually, my little brother once said, he's like, world's just one big jerk-off convention, isn't it? <laughs> sometimes sometimes yeah. it is. Sometimes it is. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, you know, and this was one of the hardest things was coming from Dallas, a market where you didn't have to work for free. People would pay you because, like, they were begging for, like, people. And you're like, this is awesome. I get – I remember I got paid I'm laughing seven, so I don't cry. Yeah, I know. And I was like oh yeah it's so cool I, the, the one of the things i am most proud of that i ever did was uh, it was a little acting job for a funny or die video filmed in dallas making fun of the te- former texas rangers pitcher now or i don't know where he went um he's cj wilson who would okay, be yeah, yeah. the anaheim or los angeles angels whatever you want to call him he when he came over here and he tweeted one of our players numbers or whatever and so they made a video making fun of him and it was cj wilson's douchebags mm. it was a fake douche commercial and i'm That's the girl funny. you know who's like do you douche i got paid 70 whole dollars for that <laughs> and i was so proud because i was like i would have done that for free i thought it was funny because i hated uh-huh. cj wilson yeah. <laughs> but yeah and i'm like so coming to la and realizing that you had to work for free so much was a little discouraging again and yeah. like stand up in dallas you didn't get paid for stand up either and i would just do a lot of like open mics and sort of you know, but I've always been that person who doesn't realize sometimes that I'm, you're just jumping in the deep end. Yeah. But I, it tends to work. 
Um, so yeah, because as I say, I did the NBC stand up for diversity in Austin when I'd only done a handful of open mics in Texas. Mm. And that was one of the things that propelled me to come here because I didn't get picked, but I'm like, everyone's like, you just started doing this. <laughs> mm, that's great. And so, yeah, like when I came here and realized I was, you know, doing open mics and, you know, especially because people will whack off on you. Luckily, I never saw that, but I was warned not to go to that club. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, I went, started having to pay to be seen by taking hosting classes um, mm, and yeah. stuff like that with the great teacher, Marky Costello, who actually found me on Twitter. Because the same thing really? is I'm... As someone who really prides themselves on research, there's a lot of times where you just don't know where to look. Because I didn't realize hosting classes were a thing. Because yeah, I, a I wanted to be Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Gr That's mm -hmm. who I wanted to be, like Joel McHale, host The Soup or host a Late Night or The Man Show type mm -hmm. stuff. I'm like, that's what I want to do. That's why I was doing stand-up. Because I'm like, that's the way that they all got in, right? That's why I started doing yeah. stand-up. Because I was like, well, either I could go Ellen did stand-up or Oprah did like broadcast news and I was like well I'm not going to be a broadcaster I don't, I'm not haven't gone to school to that so I'll try stand up and then I started then I found hosting classes and stuff yeah yeah and then so like Marky had brought me in to start taking classes there and as you mentioned Ellen she's another fellow East Texan she was raised in Atlanta Texas <laughs> Oh, Ellen and she sold that. Kirby vacuum cleaners like all my pothead friends that my mother had it my mom had a Kirby vacuum and my grandma Hazel Never forgave my mother for getting rid of that vacuum because she ended up getting a rainbow. And my grandma said, never clean the same, never. <laughs> I still remember that. That's so funny. Yeah, see, only us know about Kirby it vacuum was, cleaners and the door-to-door -door salesman. So is Kirby only thing like from the South? I guess so. Because I've so never. Heavy. Most people don't know about them. They were like 20 pounds. Yeah. It was like wrought iron metal. Oh, I remember that vacuum. Um Sorry. See, this is wormhole. Yeah, everybody. I know. The I'm like, we'll like, go on tangents. We're like, oh, I'm looking at time. Oh, yeah. So we're, uh, okay. So tell everybody, mm. so tell everybody before we get to questions, tell everybody like the mm. different things you do. So you do stuff on After Buzz. What mm. else do you do in the city? Yeah. So um, I do a lot of shows on After Buzz, including Horror TV Weekly, which is a new thing I've started out. Um, every Sunday night at 10 p.m., uh, we discuss, you know, the we uh, week's news and horror TV. I usually recap Lucifer because it doesn't have its own after show anymore, stuff like that. I also do DC's Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl after shows for them, as well as Supernatural and X-Files. So I, I'm obviously a big freaking nerd. You um, are a big freaking nerd. And I after all it. of the uh, talk here, I'm clearly a pothead, too, because I'm working <laughs> on a project called Dopra. It's mm -hmm. the Oprah of weed. And um, hopefully it'll be airing on THC.com by the end of January due to, you know, the change in laws here in California making it fully legal. We've had a little bit of, you know, a hiccup in some of the production. But, yeah, like, I'm, it's a project I'm really proud of because I, I thought of that all by myself. And it's so much of an homage, as you say, to Oprah or mm -hmm. Martha Stewart, Wendy Williams, like daytime television. Mm -hmm. But with weed. Because, you know, it's funny. You can do so much with it. Like, and, you know, I've got crafts and uh, cocktails and little, you know, things to make. And, and it's... It's meant to be fun, but it is sort of an homage like to daytime entertainment time. Yeah. and educational. So, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. And then also I have a show, um, a uh, podcast called Mrs. Brightside that I've been working on. And tell yeah. everybody about Mrs. Brightside. So Mrs. Brightside, if you listen to Adam Carolla, he had a segment on there for years uh, called Mr. Brightside. And, you know, that's a killer, great killer song, too. Yeah. But, yeah, like he would always just 
take the positive out of anything people were throwing at him. And I'm like, you know what? I, I want to build upon that because, as we say, in 2017, a lot of people said we'd have a rough year. Mm-hmm. Um, but And I'm like, but we need to be positive about it because I even get really frustrated with a lot of my friends because, as I say, I came from Nine Inch Nails, Daria, into Mrs. Frickin' Brightside. The rest of you can't step up. <laughs> I mean, because I'm like, guys, this year we've had Thor Ragnarok, Guardians 2, and Crisis on Earth X. This year hadn't been that bad. <laughs> As a narrative, <laughs> so that, good. And that was the thing is I'm like, between those things and everything, I'm like, you know what? I need to do this podcast and it'll be out in January as well. Nice. Yeah. All right, nice. Well, this episode will probably, um, let me know. We'll keep in touch. But cool. I think that when this, this is going to air in January. So, oh, okay, cool. So um, it may be out. By so then. it might already be out. So you can find that. Uh, if you, It'll be your, on iTunes for your, sure. Yeah, yeah, on your Apple Podcast app and all that good stuff. And be sure to check it out. And I will put the link in the show oh, notes. Um, well, all right. Well, you want to dive into some questions? Sure. All right. Let's do this. Okay. So this first question is from Megan H. Megan with an H. I always want to say Mekhan. Mekhan. Like, like Martian Manhunter Megan. Okay. Oh, I um, love I didn't know you did Supergirl, too. I, do you like Supergirl? Oh, I love Supergirl. I will say I, I've not Supergirl as been. Pageant. Yeah, I've not been as pleased with this season. Mm-hmm. I feel that it's falling into the Flash last season's, you know, issue. And this is, you know, again, being Mrs. Brightside is Supergirl needs to be light as well as the flash the flash kind of got back to that and i'm glad and they brought my lovely harry back um but yeah yeah, like on supergirl i'm i kind of feel like they're going into that same sort of dark yeah a little dark and i'm not enjoying it as much and too we need more martian manhunter but we've got you know carl lumley who was the voice of martian manhunter is on the show now playing his dad so like as i say there's a lot of good stuff and i really like odette annabelle who's playing rain yeah she's great we've got you know lena luther's it it is such a good show that's why i'm like let's bring the tone back up and then we'll get back to where we are i love it i love you know i love that i thought there was gonna be more of it because it the first episode, sorry, y'all, we're going to go to Supergirl yeah, Room. Because I really like that show still, too. Yeah. Um, and mainly because I think, you know, you've got to have good writing, but you have good, good casting. I think Melissa Benoist She's is amazing. so great casted for that role. She is such, I think, honestly, like, to me, I maybe it won't be looked at that, but I feel like her Supergirl is kind of what look Linda Carter did for Diana, like, for Wonder Woman, you, she just embodies her so well. And Linda Carter is, of course, a fabulous Madam President on the show. Yeah, she yeah. is Madam. And so, but um, I I wish that the um, the first episode, like when we saw, um, I'm blanking, Ally McBeal. What's Calissa Flockhart? Calissa Flockhart's like, character that she works um, for the president. Grant, I thought yeah. we were going to see more like clips of throughout the year of her that's like, what speaking. they promised us that's what i thought and it yeah. was light and it was funny because that is the only thing i missed from the, and i know she just didn't want to go to vancouver Canada, but but man she was great on that show well cat grant is the best character in the supergirl universe um she is. and cat grant is you know someone who inspires me whether in the comic books or played by you know one of my favorite actresses calista flockhart on screen because i was a big ally McBeal fan and mm-hmm. you know Callista just embodies Cat Grant so well, and she's so sharp. And and that is one of the, I think, what's sort of wrong with the show. And 
it's I thought that we were going to have more of those little Secretary of State moments mm-hmm. like with her. And I'm surprised that they did, haven't sprinkled them you out. Need some, it's nice to have that somebody who's like, really? You're this like good Supergirl. You're this like the mm-hmm. world's so bright. It's just nice to have that balance. Anyway, sorry, we're going in a wormhole, everybody. We're going to get to <laughs> questions. Okay. Megan. Megan H23. Megan H23 asks, Dear Maddie, um... I wow this is a question dear Maddie I've been in love with my best friend's boyfriend for a while and now they recently have broken up Uh, so cut to soon afterwards we spent the night together Mm -hmm. but now I'm sure I'm not sure if I should tell her uh, what that even means to him I do have feelings for him I, I feel like I love him what do I do Megan 23 oh wow you know like this the romantic in me is like go for it if you think you love him because like i get that the person's your best friend but as someone who's gone through a lot of friendships in my life sometimes you have to look at that friendship too and see which one's worth preserving because we all know that sometimes you know friendships do have a have an expiration date uh, and it is mm-hmm. a thing it's like I, I don't know you Megan uh, so I couldn't really make that choice but I was like I best thing I would do would be to evaluate you know which relationship is worth more right and that seems really disgusting to say worth more I was like <laughs> no don't say that I was like oh that's weird but no just like evaluate what you want and what you think is best for you to better yourself because mm-hmm. sometimes you know it does mean you know no friendships like you know I don't know I think you're a bad friend, Megan. I'm going to say, I do. I disagree. I just feel like, because she wrote, this is my best friend. friend. Yeah, but girls say, well, girls, I'm a girl. I can call us out. We always say everyone's our best friend, and they really are. No, it's not girls. It's me, because uh, who who is it? Is it Jake Anthony? Somebody always says, they're always your best friend. Everybody's (laughs) your best friend. I'm like, I do. I feel like everybody's my friend. So that's true, Calm. Yeah. But still, even... If she's always had a thing for him, I mean, and if he liked her, well, and that's the thing. We don't. We need more info. We yeah, don't know. Exactly. Like, we don't what have we, the whole story. That's we don't what know what the breakup was like, but I do feel like, mm, especially being that you're 23. Yeah. Like it's probably you're probably not gonna make with this guy anyway. You're probably gonna fuck, but your friend probably could have been your friend for a longer time. I mean, have you ever cheated on somebody with your friend? Like a friend's? I never have, I don't think. No, I haven't. I don't think I've ever cheated on anybody. Me neither. Like, yeah. We're good people. Yeah. I'm kidding. No. I, I just don't date a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do... <sighs> Megan, I just think that... I mean, so her question is, does she tell her best friend that, she's, that she fucked her, her ex-boyfriend? Well, as I say... This is a situation where you do need to be honest. I mean, you know, a lot of times with cheating and things like that, sometimes telling the truth is more about preserving yourself than the other person. So Mm -hmm. that's when it is a time to Mm -hmm. maybe shut your mouth. But in this situation, it's about her wanting to move on with this person. So she needs to be honest. Yeah. Also, too, how long ago did they break? Well, didn't yeah, you say ex- not soon after? Yeah, not soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Soon, they spent the night together. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, that's the part Megan, where I'm like, that would have been a bad decision. Megan, if you, I think, yeah. you're, I think you yeah. made it 
you're maybe not a bad person, but yeah. I think you were being a bad friend in that moment. Yeah. If, if you really, you, yeah. Yeah. And if you really felt about him, that probably wasn't the best move to make first. <laughs> like, like, that's the thing is you know, hopping like into bed. Him yeah. And care about him. Yeah. Then maybe jumping on his dick doesn't <laughs> signify that you want to take things seriously. Uh, how cute was his butt, though? Like, she should follow, follow up questions. <laughs> yeah. How cute was his butt? Um, Megan, I, I, I'm just gonna say this, Megan. I don't know you, but I'm like, I, I just want you to, I want you to look up the word empathy in the dictionary, <laughs> and I want you to to read that and think about other people and standing in their shoes, because I feel like, uh, on from the little bit we've got at the question, I don't think you were thinking of others. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, it does seem like she wasn't thinking about anybody else but herself in the moment, but at the same time. Sometimes we make dumb decisions that we turn do, out yeah. to be good. And that's why yeah, I'm that's like, true. yeah, if we don't have the whole story, it might be fine. Like, but, and because that girl may have dumped him. She wasn't into him. And be, it may be like, whatever. But and Yeah, because yeah. also maybe you'll tell your friend like, hey, I did a stupid thing. Yeah. I feel bad about it. If you feel bad about it. I mean, you should. But if you don't feel bad, <laughs> don't say you feel bad. But apologize for this. And she might say, that's fine. But... You know, she, I'm not care. She'd be like, oh, I can't stand him. But just realize, too, this is your best friend. And then you fall in love with this guy. And if he falls in love with you, you still might lose your best friend. Because yeah. she's not going to want to hang around her ex-boyfriend if it was a bad breakup. Yeah, How I Met Your Mother was just a show, everyone. No one hangs out with their exes no like that. No one <laughs> hangs out with their ex. I wanted to watch How I Met Your Mother. I saw a couple episodes. And then I told myself I was going to catch up and watch it all. And then everyone hated the finale so much that now I'm like, nope, I'm not going to watch it. Here's the funny thing is I loved that show so much because I love uh, Neil Patrick Harris mm-hmm. and Allison Hannigan and Jason Siegel. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and then the other two cast members that I wasn't aware of at the time, Kobe Smallers and uh, Josh Redner, were also very great. It was yeah, such it's a good. very well cast. Yeah, it was a good ensemble cast. And I really enjoyed the show. And at first I hated the finale because I wanted the other thing to happen, and especially mm-hmm. considering the whole last season, I won't spoil it, built up to another thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I learned, I watched it again, like again, different points. And I'm like, you know what? I really applaud them for sticking with their guns. Like, they're like, no, this was the ending we had planned from the beginning. And we're going to do it. Okay. So I'm like, you know what? I'd say give it a chance. It's on Hulu right now. Okay. That's a great show. All right. All right. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I feel like it's the Friends that I never watched. Yeah, because it's honestly been compared as like the new Friends, like because it was a good ensemble, well casted, much like Friends. Yeah, yeah. Friends was a great show. Um, I love Chandler. Watch, and did you watch Allison? Do you like Allison because of Buffy? You watch uh, yeah. Buffy, right? Well, and actually, when I was younger, um, people would always say I looked like her, and like because actually, oh, I, I even bought a, sh- yeah, I, and my hair was bl- uh, blonde or brown back then, like because I would dye it brown. Now it's yeah, red. Now, yeah. now it's actually red, which yeah. is funny because I get less Allison Hannigan, more Anna Ferris now. But like Allison Hannigan, and people would compare me to her because I was I really liked her on Buffy and the American Pie movies, and she was also in My Stepmother is an Alien with Seth Green. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, yeah. I love Seth Green, and um, yeah, he's pretty yeah. great. But I had even had to buy a shirt that said "And this one time at Bandcamp" because that's what everyone would always say yeah. to me in middle school. They'd yeah. be like, "And this one time at Bandcamp." That's funny. Mm-hmm. At least you accepted it. All right. Well. Next question is from Jonathan, age uh, 29. Jonathan says, Dear Maddie, I've been job hunting for about six months now. I feel like my resume is great. I get the I get the interview, but I never make it past the first one. 
I'm sorry. I, I get that. I'm reading his sentence. I get the interview, but I never make it past the first one. I'm assuming the first interview. Yeah, because a lot of jobs now do more than one interview. I know. It's I'm weird. just trying yeah. to yeah, read his yeah, sentence. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So first off, Jonathan, maybe you need to work on your sentence structure. <laughs> anyway, um, I feel like I'm saying something wrong. <laughs> I think you were too, Jonathan. Uh, no. So he feels like he's saying something wrong in the interview. He said, I try to be honest about my abilities and what I'm willing to do and not do. Any help? Thanks, Jonathan. I just want to say that he said willing to do and not do was in all caps. Oh, yeah. Not do. So I would say that's probably a red flag. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I'm supposed to help people. Oh, okay, Jonathan. (laughs) No, no, uh, seriously. What's the red flag to you about that? uh, And not do. Like, that's the thing is like, you don't go into a job (laughs) job interview telling people what you're not going to do unless it's like. Hey, I need Unless you it's to like suck their dick. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say that. I'm like, <laughs> it's like you can say no then, and you yep. need to leave. But, yeah. but yeah, Jonathan is someone who was just talking about how I couldn't get a job either, but it was it was because they were calling me on the wrong day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so funny. So maybe that's it, Jonathan. Maybe you go to an interview and you were not what they were expecting. <laughs> yeah, I just. But I'm guessing with that not do part was that, the red yeah, flag. I think this one's a pretty easy one. Yeah. I think that's it, Jonathan. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you're getting the job for look, you want to you want to go. Not that you can be all things to all people. No. But it's like it's like when people say, "What's your worst quality?" You don't say actually. I yell at people. Like you don't no. say what your actual worst quality is. You say something like, "I'm passionate." Would be I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm passionate. Yeah. Or I get. So, I can sometimes I can be a little OCD and I can obsess about my work being perfect. You say bullshit questions. Yeah. Like, which is why, hopefully, if you're in a job interview, nobody asks you what your worst quality is because that's a stupid question to ask. For a job interview, anyway, they usually but, do. Like, and that was what I always found was stupid because, too, like, even it, it, most people are not honest because they're usually like, "I work too hard, I care well, too much." Nobody wants to set themselves and up I'm to like, fail. No. Yeah, I should do that in a job interview. What is your worst quality? I'm some alcoholic. days I'm a bitch. Like, <laughs> I'm just some days I'm really nice, like thirty days of the month. But then there's that one day where you just can't talk to me. And they would just look at me. Um, <laughs> I feel like something that something Jake Anthony would say. But yeah, Jonathan. So I say like my, our my advice. I think Lucretia's advice, Lucretia Lyons' advice is too. <laughs> when you go into a job interview, talk about um, what you are willing to do and expand upon that, and just be open. Be open to it and try try not to be all things, but try. Don't try to shut the door on anything, right? Yeah. And two, as I've found, is like you have to be like, why should they pick you? Because within, especially in this economy, you know, jobs are slim pickings. And mm-hmm. I realize that, you know, sometimes job criteria is not based on this. But hopefully, you know, you're going in for like legitimate jobs that they are looking for somebody who can make their company better. And mm-hmm. like you have to say what you can offer and how you can make them better. You have to, you know, it's just you like a relationship. Yourself, yeah. yeah. You got to sell it. Yeah. You have, it's like dating, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. They need to know why they're going to let you be the father of their babies. Mm-hmm. Or not babies if you don't want to have kids. I don't know your life, Jonathan. But good luck, Jonathan. Let us know how that goes. 
or not. I don't know. Um, sorry, just going back to that question. That's funny. Willing and not do. All right, let's chatty matty questions. Like we're mm-hmm. on the midnight. The, we're approaching midnight doing some mm-hmm. chatty matty questions. All right, everybody. So, Lucretia Line, chatty matty number one. What's your mm-hmm. most memorable childhood smell? My most memorable childhood smell? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Probably my brother's farts. They were the worst. I remember one time my dad's <laughs> eyes watered. <laughs> That's so honest. <laughs> Did you expect anything else? Uh, well, that's funny. So your brother was a gross brother? Oh, yeah. That's funny. What's his name? Uh, my little brother's Jared. That's yeah. so funny. Uh, Chatty Manny number two. What would be the name of your memoir? Uh, white Girl Black Name. That's a great <laughs> name of a memoir. I know. And stupid Chris Delia, who I love, and I think Chris Delia is really funny, but his white male black comic, it's like, bitch, that's my thing. <laughs> oh, he did take your thing. <laughs> well, it was close, but it's like, you know what? My memoir will be years later. No yeah, one no one, yeah, I didn't know Chris That was That was know. a Netflix special, and it's a good one, but. I remember. Okay. Yeah. Um, Chatty Maddie number three. What's the best piece of advice you wished you had taken earlier in life? dress for the job you want and i i actually would always do that but and i even made a joke on twitter that more of you should like um that was like <laughs> i would dress in sweatpants and stained t-shirts and because mm. i wanted to be a stay-at-home mom <laughs> but <laughs> but you know i'm like okay that this is not funny anymore so i'm like okay i i will wear blazers and i will look like a talk show host and, and stand-up comedian <laughs> so and, that that's, will help. and i you know honestly i'd wish i'd taken that advice a little sooner but it had to come out of adam carolla's mouth for me to even listen so really yeah that's funny that's funny and it, it's true it is yeah. true First impression. Um, Chatty Maddie number four, what day would be your Groundhog Day? So what day was like such a good day you would live that over and over? Oh, God. Let's see. It's okay to have silence. It's a podcast. I always say it's I know. Think. I know I'm giving you these questions on the spot. Oh, I know. And I'm like, God, what would it be? Because honestly, I'm like, and this is why I'm a Sprite side, is I really do think I've had a lot of really great moments in my life that I really enjoyed and I'd have to say you know one of the more recent things is when my brother my mom and I we went on a cruise to Canada so any one of those days we were on that cruise and we spent time in uh, Victoria and Vancouver that was just such a fun trip we went to like San Francisco we Mm. saw a lot of stuff and uh, yeah we just had the best time I I remember I can't say the exact date but it was the night the casino was going to be closed the next day so I think it was when we were in between um, Victoria and Vancouver and my brother and I stayed up till 4 a.m. drinking because we had unlimited alcoholic beverages. We got oh, wow. that package, and um, so we drank the entire time. And we were just having just such a fun time. <laughs> oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. You can get packages where you used to get free drinks? Oh, yeah. Top shelf? or Oh, well, it was like mid. they would be free up until like $16. Like it would be like the booze could be free up until $16 worth at the time. Like so – like you could get like you know, if, but you would just pay the difference if it was like say like top shelf or whatever. Uh. That if it would be like over, because I forget like the actual amount. But yeah, that's what they said. They're like, yeah, but if you wanted something that was more expensive, like you just pay the difference. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But we just pretty well. I tried to just drink Michelob Ultra so I could drink the whole time because it was it's like nothing. It's like, but yeah. yeah and then we would. I drink a lot of margaritas too. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. 
never been on a cruise. I don't know if I'd want to drink on a ship. I don't know if I'd oh, get seasick. Oh, I'd throw up a lot, but I've never thrown up on the cruise ship. So, obviously, I, I, oh. but I wear a patch, like, um, uh, one of those. just in case. Like, And that's probably why I don't throw up on the cruise ship. I should wear oh. those when I regularly just to, drink. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I'm finding I'm hey I'm getting advice for myself here. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, okay, chatty buddy number five, uh, Lucretia Lyon. When are you most inspired? When I listen to ACS at my car, or like Adam Carolla's show, or um, lately I uh, listened to Dennis Leary's uh, new book, Why We Don't Suck. That was very inspiring to me. Mm. He's one of my favorite comedians. No cure for cancer changed my life. Um, mm. his first special. And, um, yeah, like, so listening to people I really like and remind, as I say, like Carol Burnett or, you know, Clarissa Flockhart. Mm-hmm. There's just so many people. So it's listening to people who I'm like, I want to be like you or uh, how you, do I do that? Did you watch, um, the CNN special of the history of comedy? No, but I really want to. Yeah. Oh man, you somebody because Carlin. I I was raised on Carlin. It's only six parts. Yeah, but the way they do it, it's so well done. You would love it. Yeah, because Pryor. Yeah, I mean, there'll never be another Pryor in Carlin. No, because we're won't. way too well adjusted now. But <laughs> yeah, we are way too well adjusted. Um, Lucretia's line. The, the twelve oh one. We ended this show. <clears throat> oh wow, we are doing it. Um, so everybody can find you at LucretiaLion.com, right? Yeah. And that's L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N. Yes. Since there is only one. I have little catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So because yeah. people tell everybody where they there's only one. So if they Google it, they'll find you everywhere. Right? Yeah. As long as you spell it right, as I say, L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N, there is only one. There's so only all one. of our social media, I'm on everything. I don't really know how to use Snapchat. Chat, I apologize, no, but I I'm on that. there. I'm not going to tag you on yeah. that. <laughs> so I will, I'm will. i going to tweet this link out of the show, and you know I'm going to tag yeah. Lucretia in that, so you can follow her on Twitter there, uh, the Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, thank you for staying up with me and doing oh. this show. I appreciate well, thank, it. Thank you. So be sure to check out um, Be sure to check out Lucretia and myself on AfterBuzz TV, and um be sure to check out Mrs. Brightside. That hopefully that podcast will be up by the time you're hearing this. Oh yeah, hopefully. And um, Shepard, thank you for doing this. Well, thank you. All right, everybody. Well, we're gonna go to bed. <laughs> so not together because I'm, you know, I've we're just on never each other's slept. type. Maybe guys. you've done that before, yeah. but you know, have you no. ever dated a gay guy before? I think a lot of guys may have turned gay after me. I feel like I was Randall in the Clerks cartoon, but <laughs> well, I don't go. know that for a fact. All right. Gay guys liked me. Well, of course, you're yeah. great. Manly. Manly. Um, all right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. You know that you know that I love you and appreciate you very much. Lucretia Lyon, thank you for being on the show today. Oh, oh, you just shook I know. I was like, you put hand. your hand up. I put my hand out like a, hey, and she mm-hmm. shook it, and now it's on midnight show everybody alright so y'all know the deal we'll see you next week but until then go do something for someone this week bye <laughs>